Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good evening, Gabby. Good evening, TC, and welcome all to part 31, yes, 31, of our weekly podcast, The Current View, with the Idol of Hillsborough, Mr Terry Curran. You've had a great uh, few days with Birmingham, haven't you? Yeah, it's been a decent week. I mean, a week is a long time in football, but it's been a wonderful week for uh, for Birmingham. I mean, I think it's nine on the on the trot now that, that they haven't been beaten in all competitions. So it's looking pretty good. And you never know with this championship. Another no. couple of wins, they could even be in the playoffs. It's ridiculous. It, it, it is, and, and, and it's the consistency uh, in that uh, league that uh, causes teams a lot of problems. Yeah. You know, but a great result at Bristol City uh, on Friday night, having gone the goal down, and then uh, a great result against Barnsley. Incredible but, uh, and a great result for Forrest the week before that threw both of us, and I think threw everybody, really, to be truthful. Anyway, you know, I've been having problems with my phone for the yes. last two, two months. It's the USB port what's snapped in half, so I oh, can't right. charge it. Yeah. And I didn't know whether I was going to be up at Janice or down here, so you've got both numbers. I, I tell Jock on his, on his way back. I got on the phone, Jock, to send back. I'm going to have to go in tomorrow and get, it, and get one uh, sorted out. You know, I think I've got about two months left on it now, so yeah. uh, I'll have to go and get a, a new one sorted out. I've, I've tried to get away with it and get away with it until me and my contract expires, but uh, I'm going to have to... Replace it. It's not. Well, it's, it's broke. I can't charge it. Can't. I can't do anything with it. So modern. So technology. let's get back to football. Yes. Modern technology. ATC. <laughs> Fullbacks couldn't stop you. Centre halves <laughs> couldn't stop you. But a Samsung has. <laughs> I can't get onto Facebook. I, I don't have a computer otherwise. You know. So, yeah. So uh, it, it is, you're right. It, uh, Samsung because it is a Samsung. You know, and, and Samsung stopped me. So. Uh, but never mind, we'll, we'll be back on. We'll be back on tomorrow. Lovely magic moments. What have you sourced for us this week? Well, I've sourced three things out this week. Yeah. Uh, the goal last night of Vernon is my number one. Snap. Is my number one. It's absolutely great goal. I mean, I only see gl- a glimpse of the Grimsby, and I've only seen him a couple of three or four times live when I've when I've gone down when when Jock's been uh, gone to the game. Uh, and Vernon looks a different, different player altogether under all the way. But the team does. The team's trying to play some good football. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my second magic moment is uh, Sa for Charlton, the ball that he played in last night. But when you look at the ball he's played in for the for the boy to score, so people keep telling me about uh, team teams what can great defenders. It's not that the great defenders, the balls what get put into the box are put in for defenders to clear. Yeah. The ball last night, I mean, the, t- the two Liverpool boys, and we're now we're talking about the elite with, the, with Liverpool, yeah. when they put a ball into the box, they're putting it into areas that the defenders can't get. You know, so when they keep saying this defender uh, has done uh, has done well, this one defender's done well, in, for me, I look at game on a different... 
a different format to it. So that that's my second magic moment. And again, I've just we're having all the problems with my phone. Um, there is another one. It's a goal. What goal was it? Uh, I think it was a goal last night. Uh, it, one of the lower league clubs again. What scored an absolute a free kick? It was. Yeah. Um, it probably come to me in a bit. But when when I look at Leeds United, that, their problem is that they're not, they're trying to do what Arsenal did and walk walk it in. Yeah. So when they do cross a ball and all, they're finding a defender. Then teams are counter attacking them quickly. Yeah. So for me, when 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 the pundits are going on about you know he's a good defender, and I'm not saying they're not good defenders, but the balls that are put into the box, mm. you know, are very very poor, and, and that's what's causing teams like that problems, and that's why they lose games. But those are, those are two. There's a free kick from, from somebody scored last night. But it, it'll come to me again in a bit, Gabby. What's your opinion of uh, Calvin Phillips? Because a lot of Leeds fans uh, rave about him. Whenever I've seen him, he, he looks a decent player. But I've not seen enough to really pass judgment on Calvin. Well, I'm, I'm like you. I'm like you. Uh, mm. I don't see enough of him. Yeah. Right? Only on, on live television. And if, if, if we're honest, uh, in, in that championship... They're unlike they're like Liverpool and Man United and Manchester City in the Premier League. They're never off at television, are they? Yeah, true. You know, and Leeds United in the Championship yeah. are, are the same. You know, yeah. it's a big pulling power club, and uh, I would imagine that's why they're on TV more than anyone else. But yeah. under Bielsa, he's definitely improved, yeah. uh, w- without a doubt. Under Bielsa, uh, but they need a goal scorer. Definitely need a goal scorer. Uh, I'm not like best at Leeds fans. I think the the kid can play, but. Whether he's a natural goal scorer, um, Bamford is another is, is another story. Now, I've been impressed with this. Is it Rogan Ogan at Birmingham? Yes, it doesn't look over quick. It, yeah. it doesn't. That's the third one. That's the third one. The the goal against Barnes last night. Yeah, where he job. where he meant where he's the ball's played into him, and that's what I'm saying about good good goal finish, uh, good goal scorers, you know, or good finishers. The ball's played in. What a fabulous turn and a, and, and a great goal to finish off with. You know, and that's what good teams need is, is someone what not only can create the goals for themselves, mm. but put the opportunities away uh, when they get them. I mean, he, he missed the chance last night, uh, but he's half turned away from it. I think from the corner when he's is it side of his foot and he's turning away from it and he's it's like leant back a bit and it's gone over the bar. But he looks a finisher. Definitely looks a finisher of him. And uh, so I'm, impre- I'm impressed with him, you know, uh, at that level of football. But uh, the boy, Phillips, uh, everyone, but, because from where I am, there's a lot of Leeds fans, you know, they drive me around twist. But, <laughs> I, but but I'm like you. I'm like you. They are a good footballing team. And I don't give a damn whether I like a football team or not. Yeah. I will always give them the, you know, the credit and they deserve... Uh, Rewards when when they play football. What I like to see football. How I like to see football played. So uh, will will he get into the England setup? If you're playing if you're playing with better players, it's it's always gonna you're always gonna be a better player when you play with better players. Uh, but um, no, he, he's a strong lad. I don't see enough of him, uh, and you would have to see. I'd have to see more of him. But what I've seen of him, I, I do like him. He'd be in my championship uh, team without a doubt. 
Yeah, I think if I was Gareth Southgate, I'd be having a look at him. I'd, I'd have already had a look at him a few times this season because I personally don't care where the player plays. I look at a player and think, can you do a job? What's your abilities? What qualities have you got to bring to the team? And and even though he may be playing the championship, and this was the big thing with me with Jack Grealish last season, I didn't care that Jack was playing the championship. I know he's a player. And then when I identify players... That's what I would do. I wouldn't look at where they're playing because I like you there. You you look at a player playing in the championship with reasonable players, decent players, but then when they're playing with better players, surely that would make them a better player as well. So without doubt, without doubt, you've covered that brilliantly. Mm. But and and I'm not sticking up for Jack Grealish. When you look at him, mm. and I know you've gone on about him and gone on about him and gone on about him. Yeah. But there's a difference between him and Jack Grealish, and, and the, the difference is, there's the difference is, he's he's one who wants to break things up. Yep. Uh, and he does use the ball quite well, does Calvin Phillips. But yep. Grealish makes his own space because the composure on the ball is it's unbelievable. Well, it's not unbelievable, but that's what great players do. Yep. You know, so with Grealish, you know, it looks stand out. I mean. I bet Tottenham are kicking, or Daniel Daniel Levy is kicking himself, not giving him uh, for Tottenham when they were talking about him going to Tottenham for the, I think, 20 million. It's going to cost 60, 70, 80 million now, I think, isn't it? I would say definitely and probably north of, of that price tag as well. Yeah. My, my three magic moments are the Dukes winner at, um, at Bristol City. Or Great goal. The, the third Great goal, goal. But it was the, the, the goal that sealed it. And, you know, a punt down the pitch from, from the goalkeeper. He won the don't ball. Don't mind that occasionally. Don't no, mind that I, occasionally. I don't. He made he made space for himself. And then his finish, I thought his finish was absolutely superb. So, uh, the, the, the Duke is, uh, is, is number, one, uh, number three. Hales Owens win at Halifax. Yes, I saw, I saw yeah. that before the broke was broke. I think to get to the quarterfinal of the FA Trophy and just a few games away from Wembley, for for my lo- my local team, yeah. I only live a stone's throw away from Hales Owen, so I thought that was fantastic. And then when I saw Charles Vernon's goal uh, last night at Colchester, and he, he scored three goals, didn't he? All three yeah. were, were decent goals, but that third that was just the uh, mark of mark of genius. I, I thought it was um, it it was a little bit like. Do you remember the? Um, Sonny, the the son, the Tottenham yeah. player. He was yeah. very much like that, wasn't he? Well, From the distance right the pitch. But he looks a different player under Holloway, yeah. but the team do. Well, yeah. And I'm, I'm not, that is, I'm not having to go at uh, uh, Jolly. And going back to what you were about, the goalkeeper punting it downfield. Yeah. There's going to be times when you do do that. Exactly. I mean, I don't like people, just centre-backs giving it, goalkeepers giving it, just punting it for sake of punting it. Yeah. You know, goals... Goals were scored against teams of all mistakes. When you analyse them, the Leeds goal last night was a mistake. When the yeah, both, in yeah. fact, it weren't a great ball to him. No. People might think, but it was the art mm. under in those conditions with the wind conditions. Yeah. And he, yes, it should have it should have controlled it better. That I don't dispute. But where he picked it up from, and and to keep going and keep going. And then when you get that, when you get that in a player, when you get that from a player, it pulls people off. So he's pulled three or four players off at yep. any time he could have passed it because there was somebody free once, you know, but he, he's, had the, he's had the courage, the bravery and the confidence to go all the way and score a fantastic goal. And it was a fantastic goal, you know, a bit like John Barnes in the, uh, yeah. against Brazil. 
you know, and like they say, like Son. So uh, Grimsby look a, a, a lot better team under um, Holloway, and the football he's trying to play, you know, is brilliant. I've always said you can play it at that level if you teach them how to do it. Yep. If you teach them how to do it. And I know people get frustrated. I understand it. They, they love to see balls punted upfield. I, I get that because that's how they like to see football. Some, some managers and some players. But I'm always expressing my opinion about, you know, you're never going to win a major by doing that. Yep. You will never do it, you know. So for me, uh, there's going to be times when you can do it. But in general, uh, he's got Grimsby playing some good football. I'm like you. It was like songs like uh, John Barnes and... In the Maracanã in, in in Brazil, fantastic goal to grace any football game, uh, and to, to, for it to be a winner, and on top of that, to to play Minatric, you know, fantastic performance, great performance. And again, it all comes down to that one word in football, doesn't it? Philosophy. Yeah, philosophy and confidence. Those 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 are the two major things, because again, I go back to him. He looks a different player under Holloway, but he's playing games. Yep. The other, the other managers that see Gabby. If you were my son and I was watching you play football, and somebody said to me, "Well, that manager, uh, he can't be that good." It's it's, it's irrelevant that mm. it's because football. If a manager fancies you, you've got a big, you've got a great chance. If he doesn't, if he, if he doesn't think you're a good footballer, and that's all it is. But you see players go into teams and think, well. Look at him. You can't believe it's the same player. Yeah. But it's just telling whether the manager thinks you, you, you're right for his philosophy. And yeah. that's all it is. Some players don't get a fair crack of the whip. Some do what you think. Well, I was he in that team. Uh, but the manager thinks, he's, he thinks he wants him in that team or likes him in that team. So at the end of the day, he's, he's, giving, the, he's giving that chance. But once you get the chance, you've got to, you've got to take that to opportunity. And again, going back to one of your other magic moments, Scott Hogan, I mean, he, he couldn't carve a goal out at Villa for, for love nor money. And then he comes across the city, plays for Birmingham. OK, they're in the championship, so it is a step down. But I'm guessing that the, the guy, he's got his shirt. He's got that little bit of confidence. He, he feels loved. He feels as though he's one of the top boys in, in that team and in that squad. And at the moment, he's thriving. I think it's three and three. It's just ridiculous. I mean, that's a great soundbite. Yeah. Being loved, because let me yeah. tell you something, and confidence. Yeah. You can be at a team, you can be at a club, and you'll be thinking, am I going to be playing? Yeah. He looks as though he's got the confidence because he's, he's thinking, well, I know I'm going to be playing now. Mm. And he looks, for Birmingham, he does look, a, he looks a decent player. You know, I mean, I didn't realise he'd come, from, come on loan. And I know now you've mentioned it before to me. Uh, that they've got him from Birmingham and you've just fetched it back up again saying it's on Birmingham but it's it's knowing having the confidence that you're going to be playing every week and he's got that confidence that he knows that he's loved and when you're when you're at a big team there's the big players and you might be a good player but you always feel uh, as though other people are more important or the manager thinks other players are more important yep. than what you are as a player mm. and it does affect it, it doesn't affect everyone but it does affect some players and that's what a manager's got to look at and that's why when you look when you're managing football clubs regardless what anybody says about your, your Brian Cloughs and your and your, and your Klopps and your Guardiola and your Alec Ferguson the hardest part about it yes they've got all the money yes they have the best players you have to keep that team happy yep. because no one else will know how many players go and knock on Klopp's door why aren't they playing yeah 
but he keeps them happy. The same at Manchester City. And that's that's the hardest thing for a manager and the hardest thing for a player is knowing that I'm training all week, what for? I'm not even giving a game. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's getting the balance right at a football club for the player and for the, uh, for the team. Absolutely. Totally agree and spot on. Our five of the best this week are South Americans from the 70s. Now, I don't know if you got that message, so... No, I haven't, but yeah. uh, you pick yours and let me have a... Let me think about mine when you're telling me yours. and The South Americans of the 70s. South Americans of, of the 70s. And <clears throat> in the 70s, times were very different to what they are now. We didn't see the South Americans an awful lot, apart mm-hmm. from World Cups, really, because yeah. lots of the South Americans did tend to stay in South America. Um, so I'm just going on bits that I've seen of, of, of Brazilians and Argentinians that have come over here when Argentina or Brazil have brought a, a team over or at World Cups and the European Cup, you'd get the odd one or two in there. So my five are um, Jairzinho. Jairzinho, brilliant. He, right, I mean, winger. Yeah, I mean, he was the one that put the ball over to Pelly in the 1970 yeah. game against uh, Brazil win. Gordon Banks, uh, God rest his soul. And the save, yeah. Yeah, uh, the save. But he also played in the 1974 World Cup finals as well. And, and Jairzinho was one of those players that I looked at and I thought, <laughs> you just got everything. You know? <laughs> All them Brazils in there, Tosh Tower. Oh. You, know, you, you, could, you could go on without any, every. Listen, even the goalkeepers have got more skill than some of our players. So. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the my next pick is also a Brazilian, and that, that's Zico. And I, re- I remember that goal that he had disallowed in the 78 Cup Finals when uh, Clive the Book Thomas uh, disallowed it. Oh. But what a, what a player Zico was, wasn't he? Brilliant, absolutely. I mean, a lot of Brazilians always thought he was better, uh, fans I'm talking about, yeah. always thought Zico was better than uh, Pelé, you yeah. know. But uh, absolutely fabulous. Fab- when you mention all these Brazilians, there's not one of them in bad players, not yeah. one of them. And lots of them being left-footed as well in Brazil, and, and and certainly the number tens, because that is a special shirt in Brazil, and only the governor of the team gets to wear that number ten shirt. And my next pick is also uh, a number ten, but from Argentina, and I remember watching him in the Mario Kempes, yeah, yeah, nineteen seventy-eight. What a player Kempes was, wasn't it? That great partnership with Leopoldo Luque in 78. I played against them too uh, yeah. after they won the World Cup for Derby County. We played in a pre-season uh, games against Atletico Madrid. Uh, Luque and, Kemp- uh, and uh, Kempes. What was it like playing? You're going to have to elaborate a little bit more on that. I mean, well, finish on with that. We'll go. We'll finish, finish on with that. What you were doing, and then I'll give mine, and then we'll we'll elaborate about it. My next pick is um, Tifolo Kubilas, the Peruvian. Yeah. I did know something because now you're talking about that. Number eleven, he played. Number eleven on his back. Uh, okay. Cubulus. And I thought, well, I'll go and pick I'll pick some uh some different ones from what he has and I was gonna mention him. I thought you would have mentioned him, Cubulus, a Peruvian. I mean, they look like they were qualifying and then one in Brazil or Argentina have got seven goals, what needed to score seven goals and, and, and got seven goals. But anyway, again I've interrupted you. That that game I th- I think they beat Peru 
in 78. I think they beat them 6-1 yes. and qualified. So I know, I know, yes, that's right. So I know it was a, but the Argentinian, a yeah, the Argentinian goalkeeper was Peruvian by birth. <laughs> and, and there was always <laughs> something on that. And in right. them days... I didn't Ar- know that. Yeah. I, I didn't know that. Argentina was quite a moody place, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and is my, that four? That's four. And my top pick of uh, players, South American players in the 70s, is is my favourite. And that's um, Rivellino, Roberto Rivellino. What a player. Unbelievable player. Greatest of all games, you know. But I don't know how many times we could say that with, with a lot of Brazilians, you know. So, uh, I'm going to pick my five now. Yep. Now, you've, uh, now you've obviously let me know what... Um, what we're looking for, and I'm going to try and change it a little bit now. So I'm going to go with Socrates. Yep, okay. The Brazilian. But he was more 82, wasn't he, the doctor? He did play, yeah, go on. I'll give you, I'll, I'll give you that, so I'm going to have to go back to the 70s then. <laughs> so I'm going to go for, I'm going to go with Vivilino. Definitely going to go with him. Yep. Um, I'm going to go with um, Kempes. And I'm definitely going to go with Ariane. Oh, South Americans were going well, aren't we? Yeah, so yeah. So we yeah. have to go with Luke. Yep. Right. So that's three I've got. Yep. Um, now then, I'm going to go with the centre back, the captain of the team of the Brazilian team. Scored one of the goals in the World Cup, in the 70s World Cup. What's his name? Bloody hell, a great player. Absolutely centre back. Come on, help me, help me, help me, help me. Centre back. Yeah. In what game in the 70? In the World Cup final. You're thinking about Carlos Alberto, the right back, um, aren't you? Yeah, Carlos Alberto. Carlos Alberto. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Great play. Um, I'm is that four? That's four. You got one left. And I'm going to go with Tostow. Okay, so uh, you again, early 70s, that Mexico World Cup, which cool. arguably was the greatest World Cup ever. Brilliant. And, you know, I mean, England played really well in that. Uh, bit fortunate to get knocked out of him being 2-0 up when, when they got beat 3-2 by Germany. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying we'd have won it, but uh, at least I thought we'd have got to a final. I thought we would have got to a final. But again, in that game against the Germans, they took off Bobby Charlton and Frank Beckenbauer run the show and... And uh, Germany went out and knocked England again. Gert Muller, wasn't it? Scored that like, well, sometimes, sometimes it can come for you. Sometimes it can be too clever trying to think yeah. too, too far, too far in advance. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's, it was one of those things. But having said that, and I don't like saying it because I did like Peter Pinetti as a goalkeeper. Yeah. he did. He, he did make a mistake which let the Germans back into it. You know, so there's little things like that. And Bobby Charlton getting brought off. You know, who knows? Sometimes the results go against you when you think how oh, we lost that match 2-0 up you know and it would and we were playing so well and all weren't yeah. we you know um, but it was just one of those things and uh, I, I thought that was as good as a team what we've had for, 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 for many years that I think lots of players um, of that generation would, would agree that the 70s team was better than the 1966 team. Certainly, Udi believes that, yeah. and, and a number of others that I've spoken to believe that to be true as well. But uh, you're right. I mean, 
didn't Hudson, I think, didn't he not go there? Was it Osgood not didn't go because of injury? No, Os went. Um, Alan Clark was there as well in 1970. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened with Al? Um, Easter Monday at the Hawthorns, he went over um, his ankle. He, he went down the ditch at the Hawthorns. But if he would have got injured, wouldn't he have gone to that World Cup? 100%. He would have come on for yeah, Bobby Charlton. Yeah, I thought so. He would have come so. on for Bobby Charlton. Yeah. You, you learned that many years after when he was talking. He was coming out of Wembley the one night and bumped into one of the his journalist pals. And mm. so you, you do realise you would have definitely gone and you'd have, uh, you'd have come on for Bobby Charlton. The final of the World Cup in Mexico was on the 21st of June, which was Alan Hudson's 19th birthday. Birthday, unbelievable. And he, he would have been the youngest player ever to represent England at the World Cup finals. But he'd done his ankle at the Hawthorns. No one was near him. He'd come to pull the ball down. Acer Arthur was the nearest player to him. And he was a few yards off. He just went over a little divot on the pitch, done his ankle, out the FA Cup, missed the replay, and then uh, also missed when, um, Mexico as well. So Alan Hudson 100% would have been there. And he was in Ramsey's original 40 to go. So. Unbelievable, yeah, it isn't it? When you think about it, it, it is, is unbelievable. But again, if you're playing in that game and you don't go over on your ankle, you're playing the World Cup finals. You come on for Bobby Charlton. You get to the final. You score the, the winning goal on your birthday. Yeah, it's football. Jimmy Greaves gets injured. Exactly, he takes his opportunity, yeah. and you know, not only on top of that, he scores an hat-trick. Yeah, which nobody else has ever done in, uh, at a World Cup. No, and he won't even aim in for the goal. Unbelievable. He was aiming, when you think about yeah, it. He was aiming for the crowd. Mm. He just wanted a wacky. Well, he did. Because, Uddy, when he went to Stoke, he had to stay at Jeff Hurst's house because Waddo wouldn't let him stay in a hotel. So he had to stay with with Jeff Hurst. And he said, look, Jeff, I've got to ask you that third goal. You know, and Jeff said, well, pretty much I just whacked it and opened it and just went in the top corner. But again, <laughs> Bobby Moore, they were all saying, whack it, whack it, get it, was it. But Bobby Moore put a great ball out and found Jeff Hurst. Exactly. I mean, he was a ball-playing centre-back. Oh. Quality. You know, you know, he'd have gone down well with any of those uh, South Americans, the Dutch, the Spanish. Well, not the Spanish, because the Spanish were like the Argentinians. Even though they were good players, they were dirty. They all wanted to foul people. Yeah. You know, just kicking. They were thugs on a football field. Uh, but Bobby Moore would have walked into any of these Spanish teams that's won the World Cups and, and what have you because of the way how we played football. He's he, not a continental player. He's an English player, but we, we've just had... We have had the coaches, like the continental coaches have had. Yeah. And going back to what you were saying about the Spanish being dirty, do you remember that game in 1974 when Celtic played Atletico Madrid? Oh, that was just like that. That was just like that Argentinian game in England in that uh, semi-final. Was it semi-final? Quarter-final? Quarter-final yeah, quarter-final. You know, mm. they were absolutely trying to... They kicked the Celtic off at Park. Yeah, they did. It was incredible, wasn't it? You know, but that's how they got. I mean, that's how they stopped. When were they, when they going about defenders in in those days? Even in my days, they're all going about great defenders. Anybody can be. I don't mean this to be horrible because mm-hmm. there is great defenders. Make no mistake on that. But they've they always had an advantage in them days because the only they could just boom you yeah. or put you out of the game. Yeah. I mean, they can't do it now. That's why I, I love Messi. I love watching Messi. I love watching Ronaldo. But they're, they're, they're not super, super 
era molto bello your phone's just going in and out a little bit are you are you moving or are you staying in the same place i'm staying in the same place can you hear me now yeah you can hear you now yeah it was just right. going out you sounding a little bit darlicky but you're right yeah they could they could kick you from from front from back from from anywhere it was it was a given that the the defenders would just you know at times butcher the, the forwards in them days and get away with it i mean it, it was bad in my day but we, we it was even worse yeah. in those days i mean yeah. I, i'll tell you now i was in dressing rooms and managers have turned around and said right whack him trevor francis we'll just just see how see how brave he is yeah you know uh, Tony Curry when I yeah, played up at Southampton they got the defending to whack Tony Curry mm. they couldn't get, to get to be, get him to retaliate and get booked yeah. so I know what went up in dressing rooms I know what was said and they you know. would have said exactly the same whack Terry Curran any defender yeah. Yeah. give give Curran because you know what Curran's like he's a little bit hot-headed so as soon as he comes to you you put him into the first row and see how he reacts and it's true that that's what used yeah. to happen. Yeah, that's did. what used to happen. You, you know, instead of having uh, a Gabby Lineker, where, where Lineker never got fl- uh, flustered, he never got frustrated. Mm. He got up and he, he got on with it. Where, you know, your Hudsons and your Curries of this world would, would retaliate. The George Best would retaliate. You know, so they did get sent off. And I bet when they look at it nowadays, I, I bet they would turn around and say, I wish I would have done that. Because yeah. you, 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 you're letting them win. Yeah, you know, but I mean, football in those days—that's that's what happened, and that's they got away with it, and things happen, and sometimes you got you got called for for being the bad boy the uh, the uh, scenario of it all. But people don't realise the, the things what go on in football to antagonise players. Ah, hundred percent. Nineteen seventy-three. Do you remember the the way that Chile qualified for the nineteen seventy-four World Cup finals? Does that bring any memories back to you? No. You're going to tell me. Yeah, they played against Russia in a playoff game. And um, they... they, The Russians... The, the, there was something politically that had gone on involving Pinochet and there was a, a coup and, and, and they were playing in the national stadium and Russia didn't want to play there. They wanted the game to be removed, to be moved to another place. Um, because of security threats and the Russians didn't turn up and Chile were ordered to kick off and they passed the ball between each other and then pretty much just walked the ball into the net, were awarded a 2-0 win and qualified for the 74 World Cup finals. I remember that as a kid and I, I did have a look at it today and I've put it up on um, on my Facebook page and I've put it onto our group as well, the current group, current, well, the current view group page. I'll have a look at that. I, can't, yeah. I must have... I must have heard of it at that time i remember it watching but, but, the football but, focus but, but i forgot yeah completely and if you, if you i would have never thought about it mm. until you've just turned around and said it and now you said it i still can't remember it but i'm gonna have a look because obviously it's happened yeah uh, but i must have heard of it at that time because obviously i was a football nut then yeah exactly you know i watched every minute of football i could see it every world cup I, you know i wouldn't miss every game over on tv i wouldn't miss it. so but it, it's for, it just shows you, you know, people keep saying football's not bent. And uh, in general, we, we, you know, it, it, it is a, 
relatively uh, okay game and straightforward game, but mm-hmm. you're always going to get some clubs and some managers and some uh, countries trying to cheat, you know, and you never get to the bottom of it, do you? No. No, you never will. We're, you know, the ga- the game's been littered with situations, shall we say, and Leeds United were involved in quite a few. But on the reverse end, where they were done out of in 1975, for instance, the European yeah. Cup final. Listen, there's been, there's been a lot of shenanigans oh. gone on in, in football, especially with English, you know, English clubs, uh, and even having to play all the games they had to play, you know. When you look at it in in, in long run, the it evens itself out. But Derby County got cheated. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Juventus, wasn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely cheated. Mm-hmm. You know, Leeds United got cheated. Yeah, twice. Uh, there's been plenty of English clubs. When you look at it, you think to yourself, "Is mm-hmm. fair play?" Is fair play with some? We, we're in England. We do try and play fair. Yeah. You know, we have kicked. Don't get me wrong, but what I'm trying to say is, they would never try and cheat a game and yeah. and, and and try and bribe a game at international level. Mm. You know, we've always, I think we we're too nice sometimes. Yep. Too nice. Yep. Let's go back to that game that you played for Derby County against Kempes and Luque um, when they played for Atletico Madrid. Well, uh, I, who did? Uh, Valencia. We played Valencia, we played Atletico Madrid, yeah. and we played an Argentinian team. Valencia were playing... Um, Tempest were playing for Valencia. Yeah. Right? Or he just signed for Valencia. He did play Luque, for Valencia. Luque played for the Argentinian team. River I forget Plate. what the team it was. River, River Plate. Plate. It was? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, it was River Plate. Yeah. We, we played River Plate, uh, Valencia, Atletico Madrid... And us, uh, Derby County. Um, don't ask me who won the competition. I can't, uh, 1978, I, f- I forget. But and when you think about it, I played against the two World Cup players. Yeah. What won the World Cup? You know. So, uh, but it was just a pre- it was a pre-season uh, build-up to pre-season. So when you obviously you go do all your pre-season training, go out to Spain, play a few games. We went out to Spain, play a few games, and. Uh, I can't remember the results, to be honest, but I played against Luque and Kempis and it were at the uh, Calderon Stadium, isn't it? But I mean, they've got a new stadium now. Yeah. You know, so... Uh, but it was 1978, and uh, they, were, they were pre-seasoned... Uh, it was a pre-season tour, and we played uh, Valencia, River Plate, and uh, Atletico Madrid. That's some line-up, that is, isn't it? And you had some okay. line-up in your Derby County team as well, didn't you? Oh, when I look at that, John Middleton, young, young goalkeeper, who's died now, but Nish, transfer record, Langan, McFarlane, Todd, uh, Jerry Daly, Bruce Freock, Don Masson, uh, Charlie George, Billy Hughes, Jerry Ryan, myself, uh, Gordon Hill. It's Tommy Docker to put his mind to it and, 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 yeah. and, and discipline the team and organise the team. But he was going through all that thing, all the things going on with that uh, Mary Mary Brown. Yep. You know when he he got sacked at Man United, he his dream job Man United. But when you look at that team, it was a hell of a team. But uh, it just didn't go right, and the doc was just wanting to buy and sell players, you know. So mm. that 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 team should have gone on and won won some trophies 
they'd won trophies, obviously, with Clough, they won trophies with uh, Dave Mackay. Yeah. And then Dave Mackay got sacked, uh, and then uh, Tommy Doc went in. I mean, Tommy Doc tapped me up to go there. Yeah. To, to that, that's why I kept asking for a move up for us, you know. Um, I weren't playing, obviously, after, after getting the injury I got. Uh, he would tap, phoning me up every week, Tommy Doc, come and play for us. You know, he'd be playing in team if you if come to us. So, I mean, that's how, it, how I came up to, to, to join uh, Derby County. But with the right manager there, and I'm not saying Tommy Doc was a bad manager, mm. but he's, he, it was the wrong time for Tommy Doc to go there. It was the wrong time. If, if, if Brian Clifford had been the manager at Derby County, that had gone and won trophies for years, for the next four, five, six, seven years, without that, with that team, they had at Derby County. Because you could argue that that team at Derby County was at least as good as the team that he had at Nottingham Forest. Can we? I would have said, you know, you could take yeah. John Robertson out of there. Yeah. And he would have definitely played in that team. Yeah. You take Chilton out of that team. Right, and he'd have definitely played in that team. And for me, you definitely would have taken Ian Boyer yep. out of that team. I've gone into Derby County's team because he's one of the un- most underrated players uh, ever, uh, Ian Boyer, because for Forrest, he was absolutely brilliant. Yes. Without doubt, that would have been some team that, with those three added to that Derby County team. A massive influence that Brian Clough had on East Midlands football, and and, oh. and you know, when... how we play, how we wanted to play football. I'm... Exactly, philosophy. Well, I watched the football as a kid. The Derby County kid uh, team, the Leeds United team, the Man United. My team, Sheffield Wednesday, played some great football. Played, played some great football yeah. in the FA Cup when we got beat three two by Everton. We two 0 up, but great football, yes. yeah. great football to watch. We had some great players, us, mm. you know, Springers. Uh, Sam Ellis and uh, Jimmy McCallion, my favourite Sheffield Wednesday player. Yeah. You know, four fantastic football players. And they played great football. That's why I said Klopp and Guardiola weren't the first ones to produce this type of football. Liverpool mm. were doing it. Yeah. Leeds United were doing it. Man United were doing it with George Best and all them. Remember that great Benfica team? Oh. And I know Best destroyed them out there in Benfica, but Man United, the football they played, they played absolutely brilliant football that night in Benfica. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant football. We did play that way, and then we just changed the philosophy how we how, how we played football. You know, it's crazy, crazy. But what a team Benfica were in the previous decade. Got to five year, five European Cup finals. It's incredible, isn't it? Did they win any of them? They I don't the, think they did. They did won they? it. I'll tell you what happened, right? So I'm reading the book on the Magic Maggie. It's a fantastic book. Uh, now, the word philosophy of football keeps cropping up in, in, in the book. And it was Jimmy Hogan, the coach that, that taught the Hungarian to play. Yeah, he glad you English who went to uh, yeah. coached in Holland. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But there, there was also um, two very inspirational Jewish Hunga- Austro-Hungarian players and coaches. Uh, Erno Erbstein, that went on and managed at Torino, El Grande Torino, that died in the Supergar air disaster, and mm-hmm. uh, Bella Gutman. Well, Bella Gutman was the manager of Benfica in 1961 and 1962. He was the one that brought Eusebio to uh, to Portugal from Mozambique. He then went to his bosses after winning the European Cup for the second year 
asked for a rise. They turned me down. He walked out and put a curse on Benfica that they'll never win the European Cup again. And to this day, they haven't. <laughs> it's an incredible story. Football, football's like a tree and all these branches. And I'm, I'm reading so much and discovering so much. It's, it's absolutely incredible. And the stupidity of some football clubs just boggles. It, it just beggars belief. Listen, I know there's different ways to play football. Yeah. I understand it, right? So when I express my opinion, yeah. right? But for my life, I just cannot believe the way we went. When when we look at the people we had managing the British teams in this country, yeah, your Shanklers, right? You 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 you've done Revis. and I know Revy got a chance with England, but yeah. for some unknown reason, he messed it up. Yeah, you know. Uh, at Leeds United, they were his favourite players and he stuck by them. Managing other team and trying to fit them into where we wanted it to do may not may not be the right for him. But the clubs of this world, the Howard Kendall, for us to go down the way what we went down with some of these managers yeah. to manage our national team, it just it baffles me. It's incredible, isn't it? They've never won they've never won trophies in their life, mm. right? When they've got these jobs. When I say trophies, I'm on about winning the Premier League. None of them's ever won the Premier League. You're Sam Allardyne. Any of them. Never. Or or the old first division. Mm. You know. And they keep saying, you you know, experience. Well, if if that's the word, if if that's what the word they use in experience, how come they never appointed somebody what, well, they did, Dom Revy. He was the only one. Yeah. Right? Uh, But they never never appointed experienced management won trophies uh, in our league or, or played football the way how we, we used to play football years and years and years ago. Mm. We went down, we, we, well, that, that, I always keep going back to Charles Hughes. They keep telling me there's something before him. But Charles Hughes was, was round about the time when when he, when he when they brought him in and changed the philosophy. And it's not that I don't forgive him. I, I just don't agree what his philosophy were, trying to get the ball into the box within this, so many seconds because it, gives, it creates you more chances. You know, when you're playing against better players, they read the game better than that. So, how, why we went down that route, I will never know, ever know. It's a bit baffles me to this day. You know, so I just don't, I just can't believe it. No, I can't. And you, you look at it, you know the history going back further um, in, in England's history. I've just bought another book. I'm, I'm one for buying books. Sorry so. for interrupting you. Yeah, you crack on. What, I mean, I, I only vaguely remember it. The Wolves in the fifties were an absolutely oh, yeah. unbelievable team. Yeah. England's top side Wolves. They they played that. I mean? Yeah, well, the Wolves when they played uh, Kipest Hung uh, Honved, which was the army team of the Hungarians. They because um, because what happened? Oh, Hungary come over in sixty three and absolutely spanked England, didn't they? Six three. Yeah, six three. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and then the year after. We went over to Budapest and played Hungary, and they beat us 7-1. So it got absolutely worse. But in the mean, after that game then, there was... Um, in- England were, were always saying that we invented the game of football and we're, you know, the home of football, etc., etc. So they, were, they arranged a game between the English champions and the Hungarian champions. That was Hanved versus Wolverhampton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wolves beat them three. I think it was 3-2 they, they beat Hanved. So in the Parisian papers, 
It was it was suggested because the English then were saying we've got our respect back. We're the top team in in the world. Um, now we've beat these Hungarians. Well, in the Prison papers, they said, well, let's let's have a competition to see who is the best club side in Europe, and that was pretty much the start oh, the of the European, European Cup. Cup. Yes, yeah, that's right. I, I do. 55 it started and Madrid won the first, was it, first five European Cups? That's when I was born, 1955. Yeah. I mean, when, when, when I look at the, when I look how, how we've gone down that route of football, and, yeah. you know, it, 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 to, to say, to change, to change, I mean, I have to blame, I have to blame coaches for us not producing the Messi's and the Maradona's. 100%. Right? Because, we had players. We had Stan Bowles. We didn't want to use him. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh, we had Tony Curry. We didn't want to use him. Yeah. We had Alan Hudson. We didn't want to use him. We yeah. had Charlie George. We didn't want to use him. Mm-hmm. And listen, I know this is a fact. I know this is a fact. And, and Gazza loves uh, Bobby Robson. Bobby Robson thought Gascoigne was a clown. And he didn't want to take him. He yeah. did not want to take him to, to the to the World Cup. And when 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 Gazza played against uh, Republic of Ireland. Czechoslovakia. And he, and he had a great game. No, but he, had, he played. He played against the Republic of Ireland and all. He had a great game, and they weren't going to take him. They weren't mm. going to take him, and the and the press was going ballistic about it. Mm. You know, why we, we we can produce that type of player? It's the, the coaching side of it what's caused the problem. They've never wanted the really technical type of players. If they've not been, and I'm not bothered about size, right? Yeah. Not being six foot six, they could steamroll the uh, teams. They never wanted to sign them, and that's why we fell by. I mean, you take France now, right? Yeah. France, I bet France was one of the richest clubs, uh, but these teams in France must be one of the richest teams in the world with the amount of players that they sell oh, to the European incredible to yeah. the other European clubs. Why? Because they look for technical players and then they, they sell them on. Yeah, what have we done? We yeah. never look for that. No. We've got, really good, we've got really, there's yeah. been a lot of great players what's gone out of football mm. frustrated and, and been so angry about it that you know it, 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 well it, nobody ever convinced me I don't give a thing what the one what the ant one nobody ever convinced me that's been a it's been a poor way to go about it for for, for our for our coaching and our our national team and even for our, for our clubs in general that we've never produced the, the, you know consistently world class players. Yeah, I, I just think, again, it's all about the philosophy. I mean, going back to Bella Gutman, there was only Port Vale that would actually, you know, uh, look at him about taking on a managerial job in England. He'd won two European Cups with Benfica. George Reino won the World uh, well, got to the final of the World Cup in 1958 with Sweden. Couldn't get a job in England. He had to go manage Skegness. It's just, it's just incredibly stupid. But, you know, it, it appears as though you've got football, you've got the FA, you've got the administrators. When you've got coaches that actually fundamentally want to change things. Brian Clough was another one. He would have run it his way. They were fearful of what Cloughy would have done, what Rayner would have done, what Gutman would have done, what all these coaches with personality and the philosophy of football, I think they were frightened of them and they've always just gone with people um, who were inferior, is my opinion. Go, go, going back to what about Brian Clough about not getting the England job. Yeah. Brian Clough never got offered a top job. I, I, I can never, I can understand Liverpool because they got Shankly and the team mm-hmm. was going well. Yeah. But an Everton, a Man United, a Tottenham and Arsenal. Yeah. Why didn't any of them offer Brian Clough the job? Don't know. He had to go to Brighton. Don't know. Leeds, Leeds United offered him. Mm-hmm. You know, Leeds United. What did Leeds United? They sacked him after forty-four days. Yeah, incredible. 
Yeah. So it's not England when he never got offered the uh, yeah. the big jobs. It was in the club level that he never got offered yeah. the big jobs. Fundamental so with the administrators of football. So when you look how he's done it at, at Notts Forest and, yeah. and, and, and Derby County, when you look at the two clubs, yeah. you know, it's, it's incredible. And the yeah. football, they've played with both them two football, those two football clubs. To take on the giants of Europe yeah. and the giants of, of English football, it's got to go down in history. One of the greatest managers of all time, when you oh, think about it, in English football. Without a doubt. You know, so it weren't just England. It was at club level they never offered him big, big jobs. Oh, again, I think it was the whole of, of, of English football. It just has this fear of, of, of managers and coaches that actually want to do it their way, whereas you get football clubs that do let managers do it their way. You get great results like, uh, yep. like Cloughy did. Your Saints debut behind the lens is a regular feature. And I dug out a picture of you um, making your debut for Southampton against Norwich City. What do you of that, TC? Yeah. Looked like Chiv in the background, Martin Chivers. Yes, Chivers were playing uh, playing for them. Uh, was good. I'd sign for them like on the Wednesday. And I remember going in, uh, I got a, a white T-shirt and a short black leather jacket and a pair of light, light blue jeans. And I remember walking into the uh, dressing room, having just signed the uh, contract. And Alan Ball said to me, where's your motorbike? <laughs> you know. Uh, and then we played, that was on the Wednesday, we played Norwich on the Saturday. Yeah. Um, Stevie Williams, Ted McDoodle, Phil Boyer. Uh, Terry Geno, David Peach, Ivan Golak, yeah, Malcolm Waldron, Chris Nickel, Chris Holmes, me, Stevie Williams. I think that was it, isn't it? Yeah, you you had a you had some good players at, at Southampton know, in them days, didn't you? I think we got beat. Was it three nil, three one something? I think we got beat as the first game away from home. Um, but obviously, Norwich is a nice little club. club. I was like playing yeah. at Norwich. You know, West Ham, I put a photograph with West Ham on the other day uh, yes. on a programme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, you know, great little clubs to play at and all good atmosphere, you know, close to the ground. And uh, we got beat 3 0. I think it was 3 0. I'm sure it was 2 or 3 0. Yeah. Uh, but Norwich were the better team. But. Uh, Going down there and playing with Alan Ball, you know, I'm thinking, you know, I play with some great players at Derby County, like I said. Yeah. But then I'm, that was my first time I've met Ballie, and, and now I'm playing with a World Cup winner. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Uh, playing against playing against World Cup winners is great, but playing with one, you know, becoming a good good friends with him, like I did. Uh, but that, that's what I remember about it. I've obviously, some good lads, what a good team. And would only got would only would have got better, but the thing is with McMenemy, uh, and it is done absolutely terrific for Southampton. Make no mistake on that; they did terrific for Southampton. I think if it had bought a bit of more youth, I mean, to be honest, he had some good young players coming through. Yeah. Uh, Trevor Ebert, who was a good young player, I think he sold him. Graham Baker, who was a good young player, he sold him to Manchester City for around about three three hundred forty thousand pounds, which was a lot of money in those days. Yeah. You know, instead of keeping them, keeping those boys and fetching them th- through and playing alongside Paulie with, with, with Stevie Williams, he didn't. He went and sold them, yeah. and he always, always wanted. I think, I think he was fascinated with uh, 
players what had been at the highest level. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because he hadn't. I mean, he hadn't played the game. Mm. I mean, he was in the army and he got his coaching badges. He did well at Doncaster. He did well at Grimsby. And didn't do particularly well up at Sunderland. I get that. But he did terrific for Southampton. He won an FA Cup with them mm. at Southampton. Uh, got to the League Cup final. And I, I mean, the first half we absolutely battered for us. The second half they battered us. So you know, in general. Uh, he's done terrific for them but I, in my opinion with him I, he was obsessed with players at the highest level what were coming down instead of fetching some of them young boys through yeah. and playing with, with, with people like Borley so great club great area to live in um, just wasn't the right thing for me uh, I didn't particularly like the way how he did things Laurie McManamy didn't mean that you did, wouldn't like him and you might find him a, a terrific guy so just that was just my opinion of him, you know. Do you think that was because of a lack of footballing ability on his own part that he wanted former play well not former players but older players that had done it that almost those senior players run the team and he he just picked the team. Well, I, I don't think it, I can never prove it. Yeah. I mean, Ball used to say to me, he picked the team. Mm. That's what he used to say to me. He, he, you know, many people say to him, what do we do, do we? And, yeah. and that's that's what Bolly told me. Mm. I think, I think I don't think it was that. I think with Laurie, it, it was just, he was obsessed with, the, with, with experienced players, yeah. you know. I mean, when you hear everybody talk, you know, when you look at that Liverpool young team of the day, mm. you know, you never, and Alan Anton, who was a world-class player for me, you never win not with kids. Yeah. Well, when the Busby Babes would have gone on to win plenty of things, plenty of teams, the Ajax, were, what, 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 what nearly won the World Cup, but uh, the Dutch team, but the Ajax, the Ajax uh, team itself won three European, all, all young players, you yeah. know, yeah. you know, uh, but what I didn't like about Laurie was that um, he tried to belittle you, you know, because you know, you all right. You were just breaking into team, and 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 they have to get on to someone. They never used to get on to uh, senior players. They get on to the young players. And don't forget, I've been in enough dressing rooms to, to see how they check players. Mm. And uh, there were, some players were checked terrible, and I mean terrible. I, I used to feel sorry for some. I mean, I struck up with a couple of young lads at Southampton, Trevor, Trevor, uh, Ebbard and uh, Graham Baker. And we checked them, and he tried to cheat me, same. And then, when he realised, hang on a bit, I think I might have got a good player on me, and he offered me a three-year contract, and I just told him to shove it up his ass. He couldn't believe, he couldn't believe that I would be playing third division. Yeah. I've never done back in the I've played at Halifax Town. Yeah. Honestly, all I wanted to do was just play football. Mm-hmm. I wanted to play football, and I wanted to win games. I didn't want to play defensive football. And when I said you want to play, you gotta, you're never going to win, though, if you don't know how to defend, Gabby. Don't, that was wrong, what I'm trying to say. I just wanted to, I wanted to, to attack when we've got the ball. Uh, and if we were playing Man United, that's the word I'm looking for. When we're playing, you know, your top teams, why should yeah. we be frightened of them? Exactly. Let's just have a go at them. Let's have a, you know, let's see what they're like under pressure, yeah. you know. But it, it, it was never like that. They were more cautious. And everybody's different, aren't they? Everybody's different. And you were a crowd pleaser. You wanted to excite the crowd. You were, um, you were a character. Looking at football today, um, and we've, we had a game, Sheffield United versus Bournemouth, the weekend, and apparently there's been something said by one of the uh, 
with Dan Gosling, one of the Bournemouth players, must have said something to the referee. The referees had said something about, that's why you're in the bottom three. But I don't want to talk about that because I think it's absolutely pathetic and embarrassing, if I'm honest. But what was the best bit of banter that you had with a referee in your day? Because you've always had that with referees, haven't you? But in our day, you'd say Jack Taylor, who was one of the great referees, uh, Keith Hackett. I mean, I played it. Keith uh, refereed against me. He couldn't referee if I played for the, any of the Sheffield clubs because obviously it's from Sheffield, so they're not allowed. They weren't allowed to. I don't yeah. now, but in those days they were allowed to. But you would play. You said to, you, I remember Jack Taylor. You'd say to him, and I said, but I will swear because <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say I was said it on the phone. For fuck's sake, ref, what, Jack, what are you doing? And he'd say, well, what about that fucking chance you've just fucking missed? <laughs> and then you would laugh at it. <laughs> you'd turn around laughing at him. Yeah. So, but you can't say anything to you can't say anything to any any anything anymore because referees in our days all always all played in black, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did, and yeah. you would turn around and say to the referee, so and so, so and so. If I said that to a, a referee now, you'd be done for racist, wouldn't you? <laughs> you know, so you you've got to be careful what you say. But I mean, that is pettish because when a referee, the one who said referees don't. Uh, Mindled with play uh, with players nowadays, like they did in our day. Mm. Well, you can't have it both ways. If you're going to say something to referee and you can't say anything back, now if you're saying something, if you've been abusive, but when you turn around and say, when we said in a, in our day to a referee, that's a shocking decision, ref. But you'd be swearing, yeah. and he'd said something back to you. Yeah. He didn't go back and said to the manager, he swore at me. Know, you know, you laughed at it. And you thought, well, you were right. I did. I have missed. The, I have just missed the sitter. So you did interact with them, and you did have a good banter with them, uh, and you'd have a drink with them afterwards. Yeah. You know, so, and like anything else, they do make mistakes. But, I mean, you, you watch it nowadays, and you think sometimes, how, how, I mean, that is a bad mistake. Yeah. But the, the, for some unknown reason, everybody seems to stick up for them in, in, in that sense. Mm. You know, but they've got all the camera angles. Now they still can't get it back with all the camera angles, can they? With some decisions that we see are absolutely ridiculous, and and some decisions you wouldn't even need a camera angle because they're that obvious. But the yeah, the best bit of banter that I heard today on the radio was um, Razor Ruddock. He was playing in a I can't remember who they, they said he was playing for, but they were four 0 down at the time, and uh, the, ref, the referee gave a penalty, and uh, Razor's gone, "Ref, you're having a mare, aren't you?" And he says, "Have you seen the scoreboard?" <laughs> <laughs> but they, I thought they that would, was quality. But they would come up with they would come out with things like that. Quick, you know. Yeah. Well, team, when you when you, obviously the losing team will always have a more go at the referee than the team what's winning. Yeah, of course you will. You know, and you're right. Some some referees have come out with that type of statement. I'm having a mare. How many game beat? You know, yeah. all them little things used to come out. You know, so uh, it's unreal. But they're just not allowed to say anything now to each other because it's taken too far sometimes, isn't it? Did Cloughy ever say to you, don't ever talk back to the referee? Because he was a stickler, wasn't he, for that? Yeah, it, listen, he, you you would not, if you got booked for answering back to that referee, yeah. you got a £50 fine. Yeah. And, and he would send Ken Smales. He would send you, you. You saw the Leeds United goal last night, don't you? And yep. Cluffy wanted to play football. He always said, "Look, you should always look to play forward, right? Get it down and look to play forward." I remember Ken, uh, Kenny Burns hitting the ball across the goals like that, and the, the, the team nearly scored from it because it, I mean they didn't play out from the back. 
yeah. like like in in our day, like they're doing now. When I say it didn't, a lot of teams didn't. They just go it and booted it, you know. And I remember he said they whispered into Ken Smale's ears, he but Sakita. They come back into the dressing room. This is at half time. Uh, gave him a brown envelope. Burnsy put it in his pocket. He said, uh, young man, take that out in your pocket, lad. Open it and read it. And he read it. Read it out. He'd been fined £50 for crossing the ball. <laughs> Passing the ball back in, in the, across the penalty box. Yeah. He said, I don't mind that, lad. When it's easy for the goalkeeper, but when it's not easy for the goalkeeper, then put it out if you can't pass it back or if you can't play it forward. Never put a goalkeeper under pressure, you know. So, and if you argue with a referee, yeah, it would find you. If you've argued with a referee, it would find you. In fact, if you never saw Nottingham Forest players uh, arguing with referees because yeah. we all knew you would have come off. He would have brought you off. He would not tolerate that. But when you think about it, what are you doing that to get the referees exactly. on his side? Exactly. So you, you talk about psychology. Yep. He was way above everybody else. Oh yeah. You know because they did get we did get even that three years when I was there we did get decisions sometimes and think well that 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 was never ours. Yeah. You never said nothing, but you think you know. But he stuck up for referees on 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 the TV when he was interviewed. You didn't dare. Answer a referee back, and I know in that three years I was there, no got booked for um, answering the referee back. Random question, TC. What was the first record that you ever bought? First record I ever bought I was a paint sprayer, uh, and it was Dave Edmonds. I heard you knocking. Okay. In fact, if you might have been this weekend. Sorry. Did I win this weekend? Uh, we're going to go on to that because the hour is almost up now. You're breaking up a bit, so I need you to just stay in the same place for the next 10 minutes. We we drew 3-3, three, three, but right. you, you are going to pick the music because you're still 12-9 up. So it is, uh, it's your duty to, as leader, well, I was gonna, pick I, I, the music I gonna, again. I was going to pick a verb. Well, I'll leave that one next week if I'm winning. But I will pick that one, Dave Edmonds. Now you asked me that. That was yep. my first record I bought. I think it was about 60. Well, so we're going to play it with Dave Edmonds. I hear you knocking. I right. hear you knocking it. Right, so let, let's go through our football forecast. West Bromwich Albion versus Forest. How do you see that game going? 1-0 West Brom. OK, so 1-0 West Brom. I'm going to go 1-1. One, one. I think Forest will get something from that. Birmingham City versus Brentford TC. Birmingham 2-1. Right, again, I'm going to go for a draw. I'm going to go two draws there. Fulham versus Barnsley. I'm guessing you're going to go for a 3-0 Fulham. Yep, I'm going to go 2-0 Fulham. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday versus Reading. Your team, Sheffield Wednesday, of course. 1-0 uh, Wednesday. OK, I'm going to go 2-0 Wednesday. Uh, Leeds United versus Bristol City. 3-0 uh, Leeds. I'm going to go 2-1 Leeds. And finally, Aston Villa live on TV Sunday against Tottenham Hotspur. 1-1. Right, I'm going to go 2-1 Villa. I think Villa will just shade it. And I hope they do because I want Villa to stop up. Yep, I hope they do. I think they will. And uh, who knows? Birmingham City in the playoffs and playing the Villa in the Premier League next season. We'll have a bit of that. <laughs> 
Well, good luck with them, and I hope they get into playoffs. Well, you never know. Football is, is a funny old game, I isn't can't it? see us going into playoffs. That is a certainty. No, your wheels have just come off at the wrong though. time, yeah. haven't they? Yeah. All yeah. about momentum. And sadly, it looks as though Wednesday have just lost that little bit of momentum. But you never know. Football, as I say, is a funny old game. TC, can I thank you for your time once again? It's been a, a wonderful hour. Although interrupted a couple of times, but we'll get Chris to stitch it all together and it'll, it'll sound perfect. And um, thank you, everybody, for listening. So have a great week, mate, and we'll speak again this time next week. Yes, thanks, everyone, for listening. Have a great weekend, you and your family, and I hope so Wednesday and uh, Birmingham, Birmingham have good results again. And not only can I hear it knocking, I can hear my missus starting at that back room. Oh, <laughs> right, have a great weekend. Cheers, pal. Bye. 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 B